Hi, dear friend. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Faith FM Drive Time. Welcome to Big Q&A. This is a program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible. This is the program where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. You are listening to Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru, who is currently ministering here in South Australia in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I am ministering at Meros Park Seventh-day Adventist Church as well as Sinai Seventh-day Adventist Church. And I'll be glad to have you walk in any of those churches or any other Seventh-day Adventist churches here in South Australia or wherever you might be. We love hearing from our Faith FM listeners. We love catching up and, you know, finally uh, being able to uh, see the fruit of our labors, you know, seeing people actually come to connect with us. Friends, wherever you're listening from, let me thank you for tuning in and we are so thankful that you have in fact, I believe that this is the right place to be on Faith FM dear friends. Now here in South Australia, it's raining, and you know, uh, let me just say, hey, from the get-go, that uh, my co-host, uh, Pastor Ricardo Schiffer, is stuck on the road, and for unforeseen circumstances, you know, he's coming from the Adelaide Hills, and the road is jam-packed, so really, I will be filling in for him for quite some time until he gets here, but hey, we thank God that you have tuned in, and that everything is working. Hey, I look forward to spending the next hour with you, our dear listener. Now, our theme for this week has been... Is the moral law relevant in the third millennium? Hmm, think about that. Now today we'll be wrestling with the following uh, topical question. Is all biblical law the same? And so friends, we know that the Bible speaks about both the moral law and the ceremonial law. In fact, there is also a civil law and uh, the food or diet law, then Leviticus 11. But today we really want to just focus, you know, particularly the differences between the moral law and the ceremonial law. And, uh, uh, you know, I really want to ask Pastor Ricardo once he finally arrives in the studio to really help us uh, with this question. I believe this is actually very, very important. Now, dear friends, let me just maybe uh, introduce you to some of the things that are happening around the world. You know, we're living in quite an interesting time in history. But uh, first and foremost, let me just once again remind those who are listening that uh, and those who might be listening to us actually for the first time that you can actually reach out to us by just dialing 04888. 808, as you say, 11. That is 04888808. Now, dear friends, we can uh, also share with friends and family that we have a Faith FM app. If you just search for the Faith FM app in your Apple Store or your Google Play Store, you'll find uh, the Faith FM app and you'll be able to tune in uh, wherever you might be without any interruptions. And so that is something you might want to share. Also, for those who might have missed previous presentations or are just interested in exploring uh, uh, what it is that we have there on the Faith FM uh, uh Website, you can actually go to faithfm.com.au and you'll be able to find quite a lot of um, content there, content of which you can share with uh, friends and uh, and family once again. And so, my friends, let me, first of all, before we delve deep into this subject, let me just uh, share with um, my listener, those who are listening, that uh, we have something 
interesting happening all around the world. And many of you know what is happening around the world. But I found that some of the decisions that are being made by, uh, you know, certain governments and certain institutions are quite staggering. Now, why do I say that? In fact, just notice with me. This is coming from the Christian headlines. Uh, and it says here, the title says, Colorado passes controversial bill declaring that fetus does not have independent rights. Now think about that. Um, we've seen in recent times that laws regarding, uh, uh, unborn babies, um, have, have caused quite a significant number of debates all around the globe. And there's a lot of discussions around termination of pregnancy, when te- uh, pregnancies should be terminated and, uh, when, uh, is, is right to do so and when it is not right to do so. Even here in South Australia alone, we've had to wrestle with those questions and, uh, politicians, they have debated, but my friends, I find that some of the decisions that are being made are quite staggering. Listen, take to take note of this. A controversial Colorado bill that would legalize abortion for all nine months of pregnancy and that declares the fetus has no rights passed the State House of Representatives Tuesday. And only that, the bill known by supporters of the Reproductive Health Quality Act, HB 1279, declares abortion a fundamental right and notes that the U.S. Supreme Court could overturn Roe v. Wade in the coming months. It passed the State House Tuesday 40 by 24. So 24 out of four, uh, four, obviously, it passed. Pro-life activists call the bill radical and say it will roll back common sense. Pro-life laws such as parental notification requirements for teens and girls. The bill, if passed and signed into law, could make Colorado the most radical abortion state in the country, the Colorado Catholic Conference said. Now, the language of the bill itself has sparked controversy. A fertilized egg, embryo, or fetus does not have independent or derivative rights under the laws of this state, the bill says. It further states that a pregnant individual has a fundamental right to continue a pregnancy and give birth or to have an abortion and to make decisions about how to exercise that right. Friends, we are living in an interesting time in history where certain laws are being passed and certain laws, according to some of the commentators here, are going against common sense. Maybe let me read that paragraph uh, once once again. It says, Pro-life activists call the bill radical and say it will roll back common sense. Pro-life laws, such as parental notification requirements for teens and girls. So this group of pro-life activists, they look at this and they say, hey, this is going out of hand. This is crazy. This is going against common sense. In fact, they're saying, listen, this is going to erode the parental rights and the parental notification requirements that teens and girls uh, should be, uh, you know, Sending out to their parents and what the, the information that parents should be getting. Let's put it that way. 
Friends, we are living in a time once again that is wrestling with laws that also go contrary uh, and establishing laws that go contrary to scripture and the uh, Christian held values. Now, you may not be a person of faith. You may not be a person who uh, see anything wrong in this, but uh, just think with me for a minute. Today, most of the laws that are being passed are laws that really seek to please a group of people who are persuaded or who feel that uh, their views is the right and they will do anything. And we've seen this even here in Australia recently, and they will do anything and they'll go to whatever lengths in order to make sure that those who disagree with them as well do uh, 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 um, suffer severe consequences if they do not uh, come in line or support or indirectly at least seek to support their views. Now, I've said quite a lot here, and I know that this is quite a sensitive uh, topic, but friends, I found this to be quite interesting. Now, talking about laws, today we'll be seeing and studying together what the Bible has to say about laws. There are a number of laws there in the Bible. And just like the question uh, was posed, is all biblical law the same? Laws are very important because they govern society and an individual's life. Laws are very important because they help us, my friend, uh, uh, find the uh, do things in the right way and uh, do whatever we do in ways that would protect, enhance life and, um, and, and, and provides harmony. And so laws are very important. And the question once again is, is all biblical law the same? Now today, my friends, I have someone whom I have not had a privilege to uh, be on the radio together with and uh, he is going to actually lead us today in the study but just before I could introduce him I would like to just begin with a word of prayer because I believe that what we are studying today is very, very, very important. Let us open with a word of prayer. Father in heaven, Lord we want to thank you for your mercy and your forgiveness. We want to thank you that you care for each one of us and uh, when we do go wrong and we do that which is not right, that you care enough to forgive when we ask for forgiveness. In fact, I'm reminded of First John chapter 1, verse 9, which says, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us all sin and unrighteousness. Lord, we are thankful that we have this privilege once again to hear from your word. I pray that you may bless those who are listening. Father, I pray that those who have tuned in, that you will bless them and that you would uh, meet each one of them at their greatest point of need and speak to them through this message. Lord, I pray that you may lead us and guide us. All of us, I pray, give us the words to say in Jesus' name. Amen. And so, friends, we do have a free giveaway. I will introduce our special guest soon. I just want you to hang in there for a minute. We do have a free giveaway. And this free giveaway is a wonderful, beautiful book. One that I, we, what I, that I hope you would uh, uh, have in your bookshelf. One that is going to, uh, you know, uh, that is going to really transform your life. 
So, my friends, notice this uh, book, and this, uh, this is the book Build a Life. And this book is by Luke B. Heinemann. I believe that's how you, how you pronounce his name. And, um, you know, to build a life, uh, you know, that's the proper title actually for it. To build a life, it's a beautiful book. In fact, you know Jeremiah 29 verse 11, which says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future? Well, this is one of the best known verses in the Bible. And we love the sound of prosperity and eternal future. Yet we're not often fond of actually following God's plans. We're convinced that our own plans to pursue comfort, respect, and influence are superior to what he has in mind. Now, Luke Heinemann was a Bible-believing Christian, but... Money and success, my friends, were his gods. He just didn't know it. When he finally realized that he didn't have love, joy, or peace, he wondered what life would be like if he did, um, and, and he gave God 30 days to let him know why he didn't, he, uh, he didn't have them and how to get them. And so God is the, is in the business of answering sincere uh, queries and Luke didn't find the answer overnight. But what he had been searching for in all the wrong places was as plain as they once he let God reconstruct his life. This is a book therefore you must have, my friends. It sounds exciting, doesn't it? If you're interested in this book, all you have to do is text once again to that number, text in the following Code word. And it is the code word SA36. And the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for the necessary details. So do text in the code word, my friend, SA36. That is the letter SA as in South Australia, abbreviated SA, and the number 36. You need to text that code word to this following phone number 04 80811. Friends, let us come to a short break. Let us come to music. And then we'll be back shortly. And then we'll introduce our co-hosts of today. And then we'll get into today's message. A wonderful, powerful message. Please, you haven't heard what our guests have prepared for us. So please don't go away. Get comfortable. Listen to this beautiful song. And we'll be right back. Thank you, my friends. is just and the law is right and it's written by God in soul the law is love and the law is life and it's written by God in soul I will follow his commandments I'll abide in forever 
Hi, dear friend. Once again, you are listening to Faith FM Draft Time Big Q&A with Pastor Fabiano Nyonghuru and our co-host today is Ricardo Schiffer. And uh, Ricardo is a uh, minister of the gospel and uh, he's, uh, he's going to lead us in this Bible study as we answer the question is our biblical law the same under the theme is the moral law relevant in the third millennium now my friends ricardo is almost here he uh, on his way uh, he um he encountered uh, a roadblock and the traffic was so heavy uh, and um and uh, he had not uh, no other way around and he could, he couldn't even turn back uh he was just blocked and so i you know just uh, decided to once again uh you know uh continue the program until uh, when he walks through the door and uh, some of you who are regulars on this radio program probably wondered Ah, he hasn't introduced the co-host today, I mean, already. Uh, and uh, part of the reason was that, uh, yes, he is uh, uh, still on the way to the studio. But friends, we thank God that uh, um, now he just notified me that he'll be here in a few minutes. Uh, therefore, uh, let's just jump straight into the uh, study. And, uh, and as he walks in, he will just pretty much uh, continue and pick up from where I will be. And uh, But Hey, we thank God for vehicles and uh, we thank God for beautiful and wonderful roads. If it wasn't for that, if it was coming from uh, some village or something, hey, I'll be worried. But I uh, trust and believe that uh, since his GPS says that he'll be here uh, in, in a couple of minutes, uh, maybe five minutes if more, uh, then uh, that uh, all will be well. So friends, yes, I'll just like to maybe once again uh, remind you that uh, here at Faith FM, you can actually interact with us by texting uh, 04 Eight eight or eight eleven. But our topic today is uh, the following question: Is all biblical law the same? Now, let me just begin by, I guess, looking at some of the Bible text that we find in Scripture that may help us understand what um, what the Bible has to say about the law itself. Uh, let's uh, maybe begin with Exodus chapter thirty-one, verse uh, eighteen. Exodus chapter 31 verse 18. Now, if you are turning pages with me, uh, or searching on your device, if you've got a Bible, uh, on your device, you probably, uh, might be getting there quicker than me. I'm still, uh, trying to find there the chapter. There it is. Exodus chapter 31 verse 18. Now, there in verse 18, it says, And he gave to Moses, when he had finished speaking with him on Mount Sinai, the two tablets of the testimony, tablets of stone, written with the finger of God. Now, why is this text so important? And what does it really say about the law? I mean, the word law does not appear in that text, but hey, there is wonderful, good things that are found in this text. Now, you see, the context, my friends, is the context of God giving the law 
to the children of Israel. And uh, you can pick up actually from chapter 20 all the way to 31. God is making a covenant, you know, an agreement as it were, if you want to put it that way, but a covenant because the word covenant actually carries more uh, theological meaning. But he, 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 he is pretty much uh, coming into agreements with these people a, 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 and, and he's giving them his laws. And the, the reason why uh, verse 18 of chapter 31 is so important. It is because uh, verse 18 helps us to understand that actually the law which Moses received from God and finally gave to the people of God is the one that God himself wrote with his own finger. God himself wrote the law, his law, in the tablets of stone. Now, if anything is written in the st- in the sand, friends, you know what would happen a minute or a few minutes later if the wind came or the water came. It's not, it, 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 you know, it doesn't it doesn't last. But if something is written in the stone, oh my friend, then it's there for good, isn't it? So the the finger of God wrote the law. The finger of God inscribed you know on the on that stone uh, the, the the 10 commandments this is very important not only that after god had done this and given the two tablets of stone to moses where did moses take them we go to exodus chapter 40 notice here in exodus chapter 40 uh, exodus chapter 40 we will pick up from verse 20 Exodus chapter 40, verse 20, the Bible says, He took the testimony and put it into the ark, and put the poles on the ark, and set the mercy seat above on the ark. Hmm. What did Moses do? He took the testimony and put it into the ark. All right, but what is the testimony? When you study the scriptures, you find that the Ten Commandments are also called the testimony of God. Well, how do we know, my friends? When we go back to Exodus 16, verse 34, we read, As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony uh, uh, to uh, to be kept. And, and here we find that the testimony is once again referred to as that which was in the Ark of the Covenant. And when we... If we had time, we could look at a number of other texts that really helps us clarify this. But hey, isn't that some some homework for you? So Exodus chapter 40, verse 20, just helps us to understand where the testimony was placed. It was placed within the ark. Which ark? The ark of the covenant. Now you see, my friends, when you look at the Jewish sanctuary, uh, you know that it, it had uh, a number of divisions, the outer court, the holy court, the holy place, I should say, and the most holy place. Now, right there in the most holy place, where the Ark of, uh, of the Covenant was placed, there is where the Ten Commandments also were found, within the Ark of the Covenant. Now, not a single person was allowed to go there. Nor even the priest could go there any time. So the priests went in once a year. So the Ten Commandments were placed within the Ark of the Covenant. That is something very, very uh, uh, important to notice. Uh, it is quite significant. And so, friends, 
I would like to once again uh, explore deeper uh, the topic. Uh, you know, is all biblical law the same? But you know what? I'm so thankful and I'm so glad that um, uh, my my good friend uh, uh, Ricardo is just walking in. And uh, let me maybe uh, get him onto the. Um, and get him connected and, 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 and we'll continue and pick up from there. But isn't God good that, uh, you know, finally we can actually continue together and, and, and he's here. And so, uh, once again, my friends, uh, let me just, uh, introduce, uh, Ricardo and, uh, Ricardo, uh, I believe your last name is pronounced as Schiffer. Is that correct? That's correct. Praise God. There you go. So Ricardo Schiffer. Now, Maybe you can uh, just share with us briefly what had happened. I just told the folk, those are listening that, hey, you know, for unforeseen circumstances, uh, you, you, you just, you just find yourself in the roadblock, isn't it? That's right. That's it's, right. It's just that horrible feeling that you're so close, but so far at the same time. Hey, the, yeah, I'm that's right. I'm not sure what happened, but we were bumper to bumper. Right. And I think that it may be uh, a big tree fell on, uh, in, on the road. That's right. That's right. There's a lot of branches. Yes. Scattered all around, but I'm still not sure what happened on the road. <laughs> that's, no, that's okay. And it's raining in South Australia, and yes. uh, when rain comes down in this part of the world, uh, sometimes it comes down heavy, that's and right. uh, you can expect all kinds of things to happen. And uh, uh, Ricardo, where are you ministering from? I'm ministering in. Uh, I'm pastoring two churches. Wonderful, um, College Park and Wistow Church. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, South Australia. And that's good. And you're here with family as well. Yes. Yes. Uh, my my wife and I have two kids. Wonderful. Yeah. Boy and a girl. Yeah. Now, nah, wonderful. Praise God. So, if you're listening for the first time, and oh, uh, uh, you have you are a regular listener of Faith FM, and you are probably, I guess, uh, hearing Ricardo for the first time. Uh, he uh, recently moved in South Australia and uh, he's ministering at those churches that he just mentioned, both uh, College Park and uh, Wistow. Uh, and we're so thankful and uh, happy to have him join us uh, in this uh, conference. Uh, Pleasure to be here. And uh, yes, and so we, uh, once again, we're just uh, discussing uh, uh, Pastor Ricardo here on the topic of uh, is all law, uh, sorry, is all biblical law the same? And uh, we had just looked at two texts there. Uh, we looked at uh, the text there in Exodus uh, 31, verse 18, and uh, Exodus 40, verse 20, just, uh, uh, you know, sharing a few things here and there about the law uh, or the Ten Commandments, as some will know them. Uh, so, once again, maybe let's just have a short word of prayer, uh, just once again to, you know, help, you know, invite the Holy Spirit to lead all of us, and we'll continue. Uh, shall we pray together? Wonderful. Father in heaven, Lord, we want to thank you for this time. We want to thank you that Ricardo could finally be here. Uh, and uh, Lord, it is good that uh, we could continue together. And I pray that you may give him clarity of mind. Uh, and I pray that you may lead this radio program and lead us all and be with our listener as well. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And so... Pastor Ricardo, uh, maybe we'll continue now and maybe let me ask you the question. Uh, what can you share first and foremost about the law of God um, and uh, or what does scripture say about the law of God? Yeah. I think uh, uh, one of the most important things uh, during this topic is to yes. realize that there is a difference between the moral law, yes. which we normally call the Ten Commandments, okay. and the law of Moses or... Um, also called the ceremonial law. Wonderful. Um, 
in the previous two verses that you shared, yes. uh, we can see that um, the moral law or the Ten Commandments uh-huh. were written by the finger of God himself Wonderful. on tablets of stone. Wonderful. And also they were placed in a very special place, which was inside the Ark of the Covenant. Wow. Yeah. Representing the throne of God. Wow. That's powerful. That's yes. amazing. So really does uh, make the Ten Commandments stand out and, 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 and you can tell that they are different and separate. Maybe let me use the word separate from yes. the ceremonial laws, which uh, were. And so for those who might be listening for the first time, uh, what is a ceremonial law in, in, in just a quick summary? The ceremonial law were uh, a number of um, rituals and yeah. ceremonies and symbols that they all represented Jesus, wow. his ministry on earth, his mm-hmm. ministry on he- in, in heaven. Wonderful. Everything that he did for us and is doing for us. Wonderful. So basically when Jesus came mm-hmm. and died on the cross and began his, his ministry wow. of salvation for us mm-hmm. on earth and in heaven, uh, those symbols were fulfilled. Wonderful. Or Wonderful. nailed to the cross. Wonderful. All right. So that then completes pose the ceremonial laws okay uh now that's quite interesting and so also maybe let me ask the following question um you just touched on the point on the fact that the moral law was placed inside the ark of the covenant um is there any more you could share i guess on this idea that uh uh or the significance of the uh these tablets of stones or you know or the ten commandments uh, itself Mm. Yes, of course. The fact that the Ten Commandments were written on tablets of stone right. is very significant. Wonderful. Because anything that is written on stone mm. is meant to last forever. That's right. And also they were written by the same uh, and very finger of God. Wow. Which gives us give these uh, Ten Commandments a lot of importance. Mm. Not only that, back in the days of Moses, yes. when he received the Ten Commandments from the hands of God, um, it was the custom that um, uh, official documents coming from a king would mm. be written on both sides of the tablets. Wow. And archaeologists have found a lot of these tablets, um, clay tablets written by kings, mm-hmm. and they were written on both sides. So wow. the same thing that was written on one side was repeated on the other. Okay. Why was that? Because while the, while the clay tablet was still fresh, the king would imprint his seal mm. on one side of the tablet, so that would not allow you to read the document. Yes. Therefore, they would write the same thing on the other side to okay. allow people to read it. So mm. this is so important yeah. because back in those days, whenever people saw a document written mm-hmm. on both sides, mm-hmm. everybody knew it came from a king. Wow. Okay. So, so that was kind of a... Uh, 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 um, you know, what should I call it? Almost like a sign, something to look to look for, so so you can actually uh, uh, identify where the document is actually coming from. Yes. That's, that's that's fascinating. For us, it may make no difference. Exactly. But for them, the Ten Commandments were written on both sides wow. of the tablets. Wonderful. As it says in Exodus thirty-two fifteen to sixteen, mm. when it says, "And Moses turned and went down from the mountain, and the two tablets of the testimony were in his hand. The tablets were written on both sides. Wow! On the one side and on the other, they were written. Mm. 
Now the tablets were the work of God, and the writing was the writing of God engraved on the tablets. Wow. Coming from a king. That is powerful. That is amazing. Ah, I can only imagine, um, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe this, this is probably the first instance where the finger of God wrote anything um, that we know yes. of. I guess the second time is only when Jesus wrote uh, in the sand, isn't it? Other Maybe than that, when Daniel saw the ah yes, the, and they're writing the on the wall. That's right. Yeah. Other than those uh, instances, there's mm. hardly any other instances I, that I can think of where yes. God Himself wrote. And so this must be very special. Must very be very much. significant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now that's that's powerful. That's amazing. All right. And so all right. And now is there uh, uh, any relation between the commandments of God? Uh, since you since you spoke you spoke about the um, the idea that the king will write on both sides and God writes the Ten Commandments on both sides, yes. uh, is there any other element within the within the commandments that maybe may relate to the um, kingly you know elements or uh, <laughs> uh, you know I don't know if you get what I'm trying to get to here, yes, but yes. Uh, yeah, anything you could share there? Mm. This gets even more interesting, okay? Uh-huh. Because as we mentioned. When uh, documents were written on both sides of the of the of a tablet yeah. of clay, back in those days, you would expect to find a seal a on seal. one side. All right, and a seal contains the name, the title, the territory of of the monarch or the king. Yes, and in this case, when you look at the Ten Commandments mm-hmm. written on both sides of the tablets of stone, mm. anyone back in those days would expect to find a seal. Right, that okay. identifies. Uh, the king that is writing this document. Yes. And so in um, Ezekiel mm-hmm. chapter 20, verses 12 and verse 20, when mm. God speaks about one of the Ten Commandments, the fourth commandment, he says this, mm-hmm. Moreover, I also gave them my Sabbaths Sabbath. mm. to be a sign between them and me that they might know that I am the Lord who sanctifies them. Right. And verse 20 says, Hallow my Sabbaths. And they will be a sign between me and you that you may know that I am the Lord your God. Wow. Okay. That commandment is uh-huh. the fourth commandment. Yes. Which God identifies as a seal or a sign. Mm. You see? Wow. That identifies God with mm-hmm. his people. Okay. That's the seal within the Ten Commandments, that the is, seal of the king. That is quite amazing. And it is possible that there are those who are listening uh, to uh radio program who have never heard of it uh, put it this way and they're probably amazed to hear what you're saying and they're probably thinking wow i probably need to go and check this out you know for myself but uh you know just thinking about what the ten commandments says there you know uh especially the fourth commandment you're right we do find the uh the title of god you know, when he says, find the Lord thy God who created in, seven, in, in six literal days. And so that's amazing. In fact, maybe we could go to that verse right now. For those who might be curious, those who have probably never heard of this before, what do you think, uh, Pastor, yes, Pastor Ricardo? Good mm-hmm. idea. This is found in Exodus chapter 20. Yes. And the fourth commandment, the fourth of the ten commandments, is found from verses 8 to 11. Wonderful. And it says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. Mm. In it you shall do no work, 
you, nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. And here's the reason why. Mm -hmm. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, wow. and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Mm. Wow, that's quite amazing. So what, what, it, what is it then that we find within this uh, commandment, uh, Pastor Ricardo? We find the title of the king, which is the Lord God. We find his territory, which uh -huh. is heaven and earth, the yes. sea and everything that is in them. Yes. Um, yeah. And the title, or the name would be the Lord, the Lord your God, and the title would uh -huh. be the creator. The creator, that's all right. That's what he does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's fascinating. That's amazing. And interestingly, you do not find these elements in the other commandments other than that's the right. fourth. And, uh, and, and the fourth is really the heart of the, the Ten Commandments as well. And yeah. this is, this is amazing. Very this particular. is fascinating. Wow. Okay. So, um, so the law of God, the Ten Commandments. Uh, I've heard people say, Hey, um, there are some laws that were nailed to the cross. And some say that, uh, uh and, and in my hearing, I hear then that they're probably saying that there was something wrong with the law. Uh, what does the Bible say about the law? Was it imperfect? Was it, did it have any, did it need it to be changed? Um, does the Bible speak on, on that, uh, on, I mean, on that point? Yes. When mm -hmm. the Bible talks about the Ten Commandments, uh -huh. it actually says that they are perfect. Right. That they are eternal. Okay. The Bible says in um, Psalm 19, verse 7, mm. the law of the Lord is perfect. Converting the soul, the testimony of the Lord is sure, wow. making wise the simple. That's amazing. And like you said, something that is perfect doesn't need to be changed, changed yeah. or yeah. cancelled. That's right. Wow, that's powerful. All right. And, and any other text? I, I'm looking at the time and we we'll probably need to take a short break. But any other text that you'd like to share before we come to a break? Um, in Psalm 19, yes. again, verses 9 to 11, it says that the law is eternal. Mm. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. Um, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. You see, um, it talks about the, his righteousness yes. as expressed in his law, which is wow. an expression of, of his character mm. as enduring forever. Mm. Uh, yeah. Nothing to be changed. That's right. That's right. Oh, that's, that's amazing. All right. Well, that's, yeah, we've learned something. And friends, I hope and pray that... Um, you know, that, that, that you're digging deeper, uh, or at least, you know, thinking on a deeper level as we explore what the Bible has to say about the law. And just like the question uh, says, is all biblical law the same? What we are seeing here, as uh, Pastor Ricardo has already uh, shared with us, not that no, no, they not all laws are the same. There's a special law, and this is the moral law, the one written on the tablets of stone by the finger of God. It is perfect. It is eternal. That, my friend, is something. And, uh, you know, I'm so glad that uh, we're actually uh, looking at this in a very detailed way because it really does help us to appreciate the law of God. And so let me come to a short break and uh, just share with you that um, we do have a free giveaway. If you would like to, you know, build a life, 
that uh, will lead to more happiness, joy, and peace. Uh, there's a wonderful book here written by Luke B. Heinemann, uh, or Heman, however you might want to pronounce his name. This is a book that you must have. You probably have heard of the uh, popular verse uh, in Jeremiah 29 verse 11 which says for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you plans to give you a hope and future well this gentleman was looking for you know peace joy and love and uh, though he was a Christian he was sold to his um, business pursuits and we could say that uh, success and money was his gods. But, um, you know, he realized, however, that he didn't have love, joy, and peace. And so he wondered, you know, uh, what he needed to do. So he decided to take 30 days and uh, as, as a time where he would pray and seek for the answer. And he took those 30 days uh, and asked that God would let him know why he didn't have, you know, love, joy, and peace. And guess what? Long story short, uh, he shares in this book some life-transforming uh, principles and, and, and something that is just amazing that will lead you to having more love and joy and peace in your life. Something that he discovered himself, a book that you must have. If you're interested in this book, all you have to do is text, once again to that number, text in the following code word. And it is the code word SA36. And the Faith FM giveaway bot will reply asking for the necessary details. So do text in the code word, my friend, SA36. That is the letter SA as in South Australia, abbreviated SA, and the number 36. You need to text that code word to this following phone number. 4 this program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. In the darkest night, when it's hard to see, it's Christ who gives me strength. When I feel afraid and I'm losing sleep, it's Christ who gives me strength. Work is hard and I'm struggling It's Christ who gives me strength When I don't know how I can make ends meet It's Christ who gives me strength
it's time to speak It's Christ who gives me strength When I lose sight of who I should be It's Christ who gives me Welcome again. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time Program. Big Q&A with Fabiano Nyonghuru here in the studio and our good pastor Ricardo, uh, who is uh, uh, leading our study to get today as we explore the theme, Is the Moral Law Relevant in the Third Millennium? And our topic today uh, has been, Is All Biblical Law the Same? Now, friends, we have covered a good ground, actually, and just really emphasizing that the moral law is actually different and special, and in that this is God's law written by his own finger. Now, maybe let me just come back to Pastor Ricardo and I'll say, um, are you able to just give us now a quick summary and uh, uh, onto what you have shared, and then maybe we can then build on to that? Sure. So what we're trying to do here is to uh, make sure that everyone understands that there is a difference between the Ten Commandments or the moral law and the ceremonial laws or the law of Moses. These are two different laws. Yes. The Ten Commandments are eternal. They never changed. They were, in fact, written by the finger of God on tablets of stone placed inside the Ark of the Covenant, and um, they were written on both sides. As we mentioned, that implies that it was written by a king, and there is a seal that identifies God and his servants um, by keeping this fourth commandment. Mm. Wow, okay. That's quite quite amazing. And so definitely this is a... There, there, there is a difference. Um, uh, not all biblical law are the same. The moral law is of a special significance. Wonderful. Mm. All right. Well, what else do you have to share uh, on on this uh, theme now of the law and its uniqueness? Mm. So, speaking about the Ten Commandments, the Bible says that the devil sinned from the beginning. This is found in First John three eight. For those yes. who want to look at it, if the devil sinned from the beginning, that means that at the beginning, there must have been God's yeah, law. That's right. That's, that's in order true. for hey. him to sin. Yeah, right? that's, so, that's, that's nice. That's mm-hmm. another way of knowing that God's law, or the Ten Commandments, are eternal. Yes. They've been there forever, expressing the character of God. That's right. Wow. But when it mm-hmm. comes to the ceremonial law, that's different. That's that right. one is not eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, in Deuteronomy 31, verses 24 to 26, we find the characteristics of this ceremonial law or the law of Moses. Yes. It says this, verse 24. So it was when Moses had completed writing the words of this law in a book, when they were finished, 
that Moses commanded the Levites who bore the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, saying, Take this book of the law and put it beside the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord your God, that it may be there as a witness against you. As you can see in this verse, yes. the law of Moses or the ceremonial law uh-huh. was not written by the finger of God, but by Moses. Wow. It was not written on tablets of stone, but mm. in a book. Mm. It, was not, it was not kept inside the ark, but yes. beside wow. the ark. It was right. there as a right. testimony against us. Yes. Wow. Okay. That's powerful. The ceremonial law written by men, the moral law written by God. The moral law on tablets of stone and uh, the ceremonial on, on, on papers. Let's put it that way. That's, yes. that's fascinating. Hey, very different. Mm. Very different. That, that is powerful. All right. Okay. What else then can we learn about uh, this uh, ceremonial law? As we mentioned, the mm. Ten Commandments are eternal. They never yeah. change because they express the character of God. Yes. But the ceremonial law had a purpose. Wonderful. To point to a future Savior. Mm. While the Ten Commandments existed even before uh, sin entered this world, yes. the ceremonial law were actually added as a result of sin. Wow. Let me read one verse that will cl- clarify this. This uh-huh. is in Galatians 3, yes. verse 19 and 24. It says, What purpose then does the law serve? This is talking about the law of Moses. Mm. It was added, it says, it was added Mm. because of transgressions. That means after sin entered Mm. this world. Till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Wow. In this case, Moses. Mm. So um, the, the ceremonial law was added after transgression, as a result of transgression, mm. until the seed would come. And who is the seed? What? Galatians 3.16 mm. says, mm. Now to Abraham and his seed were the promises made. He does not say, and to seeds as of many, but as of one, and to your seed, who is Christ. Oh, that's <laughs> amazing. That's very clear. clear. Mm. So when Christ came yes. and he died on the cross... Um, he was the seed. Yes. And that's when the ceremonial law is fulfilled. Wow. That's mm. And it is no longer required. We no longer need to keep it. We no longer really need to uh yes. you know follow it. We that's, no longer needed nice. the law, the ceremonial law to point us to, to a Christ. savior because the savior had already come. Wow. Wow, that's right. Hey, like why keep staring at the shadow whereas you see the real thing? Exactly. You know, <laughs> that's wonderful. Mm, that's, that's really good. And so, yes, you've answered, okay, who's the seed? Cause that was one of the question I was going to ask just so our listeners can maybe understand who is the seed there. Uh, and, um, well, and so the Old Testament also does speak about many other Sabbaths. Uh, right. maybe you can clarify that to us as well. Yes. Mm. A Sabbath means a day of rest. Yes. You stop from your routine. You don't do any work on that day. Yeah. So the ceremonial law had many different Sabbaths, mm. many days of rests. Yes. Of rest. Yes. Uh, but the Ten Commandments had only one day of rest. Yeah. And there's a difference between these two groups. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, in Leviticus 23, verses 37 and 38, it says, These are the feasts of the Lord, which you shall proclaim to be holy convocations, to offer an offering made by fire to the Lord, a burnt offering and a grain offering, sacrifice and drink offering, everything on its day. Mm. On, it, on its day, sorry. And then 38 says, Besides the Sabbaths of the Lord. Wow. 
So all these other Sabbaths, the ceremonial Sabbaths, which may fall on any day of the week, yeah. were besides the Sabbaths of the Lord, which is the seventh day of the Ten Command- mm. Commandments. Yeah, yeah. They are yeah. different. That's right. So um, maybe to, to, to finish this yes. point, Hebrews 4, 9 to 11 says uh-huh. that in spite there, the other Sabbaths, the ceremonial ones were canceled or Mm. Nailed to the cross, mm-hmm. it says, verse 9, yes. there remains therefore a rest or a Sabbath for the people of God. Wow. For he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from his. Mm. Let us therefore be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. Powerful. That's right. the Sabbath that remains. Wow. The Sabbath of the Ten Commandments. Mm. Dear friend, that was uh, heart moving, quite a discovery, just learning that the law of God is of a special significance and seeing also that today there remains a rest or a Sabbath for the people of God. Is it your desire to enter into that rest? Is it your desire, my friend, to actually see the beauty that is in the law of God and the law that points us uh, to Christ, our Lord and Savior, is that your desire to learn more and uh, seek to uh, keep God's commandments? Uh, you know, the Bible says in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I believe, it, you know, by the power of God, we are able to uh, do His will and keep His commandments because it is not us who do this, but it's the Holy Spirit who helps us. You know, Romans 8, 1 uh, says, there's now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not af- not, a- not after the flesh, but a- after the Spirit. Friends, it's been a wonderful time uh, just uh, hearing from Pastor Ricardo. Now, Pastor Ricardo, would you mind closing with a prayer for us? Sure, let's pray. Mm. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for allowing us to see your character expressed in the Ten Commandments. We would like to have that character as well in our lives, but we can't do it on our own. We need your help. Help us to realize this. Help us to spend time with you so that as you live in us through your Holy Spirit, we may also display those requirements of the law, the Ten Commandments, Mm. which are the expression of your character of love. Lord, um, thank you for showing us in the Bible that those Sabbaths that were cancelled have nothing to do with the Sabbath, the seventh days, the seventh day Sabbath that recognizes you as our Creator. Mm. That Sabbath that serves as a sign or seal that identifies us with you. Thank you, Father. Continue to speak to us as we study your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.
Of his glory. 